This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Hold up. Happy Tuesday. Welcome in to On the Block. He's Eric Strickland. I'm Oz Norman. Pleased, as always, to have you along with us for the next two hours. We're here 2 to 4 Central Time every weekday. We're here on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Or you can check us out on the Sarder Heyman live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Drop us a like, drop us a follow. Uh, turn notifications on if you're, you're a fan of the ticket programs. If your notifications are on every time a show goes live, you will be notified about that. Something else you need to notify you of is the great food at Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. Check out Charles and his crew down there at 27th and Pine Lake. Uh, as always, they're cooking up good stuff, so make sure you stop in there sometime soon. Plenty on the docket here to get to on the block. Our first segment we'll spend on Nebraska women's basketball's win over Northwestern. We'll keep the college basketball conversation going in segment two with Jim Beheim and uh, kind of running his mouth, Jim Beheim. <laughs> Very anti-NIL the way he uh, went about it, though I don't think was the best. We'll play the shootout at 245. The top of the 3 o'clock hour, that's your chance to get in on our Super Bowl Squares competition. Uh, we'll give you a trivia question if you're one of the first few in to answer it. We'll need your name, and we'll put you on the list to win your prizes, though, if you get in. Be at Buffalo Wings and Rings on Sunday for the Super Bowl. Uh, plenty of us from the ticket will be out there, so you got to be there to in win the your prizes. In the building, we're going to be there. We will. Shouting out, eating wings, mm-hmm. having a few Frosties. Have to Austin, you don't What's drink no frosties. You don't drink no frosty mugs. I I am still I'm still <laughs> learning from Kevin Meyer the best way to drink. So thirsty Thursdays are teaching me a lot. I'm learning. That's you're gro- I'm you're growing. You're growing, growing into it. Yeah, that I am. No, he'll he'll make you a wine connoisseur if you don't if if you don't catch yourself. He'll he'll make you into one because he he has some of the best wines. What I love when you know when we used to work with him regularly, I mean we still do as a as a as a station. But what I really loved is when he would create Strix picks and and ooh gone. Okay, we had Strix picks and he would bring in the nice box with about five or six, you know, delicacies he picked ooh, out for me. Okay. Ooh, okay. Loved it. Kevin Meyer. Shout Thanks out to man. Kevin Meyer. Thirsty Thursday again on Thursday. So Tune in for that. The last thing on the show, then, Steve Sipple uh, will join us to talk some uh, Husker football and where things stand with them. But on, on Husker women's basketball front, they get a big win last night. Big first quarter for them. Uh, they double Northwestern up 30-15. to 15. They get out like 20-3 to 3, uh, in the first quarter. Sketchy kind of second and third quarters before it, you know, they were lucky to have built up some equity. By the fourth quarter, they give up 32 fourth quarter points to Northwestern, luckily able to score 22 of their own, most of those at the free throw line. But Strick, the the trend that we've seen with Nebraska women's basketball, the last I knew you were going there. Go ahead. Yeah, the last the last couple games is how do they finish stronger? (laughs) They get a huge lead against Michigan State and they need big plays late to win it. 
Northwestern a little bit more cushion on the road. They still win by a dozen, but it started teetering for a second. You know, one more play could have swung it. So as a player, you're in those moments. Is there a switch that has to get flipped, you know, back from, okay, we're cruising to, okay, now the game's tight. We've got to go back into focus mode. Is it just taking a time out to say, hey, guys, we're fine, deep breath. We've done this a million times before. When you have a big lead and it starts getting cut, cut down, what's the mindset and how do you regain? Well, when you have a big lead, your, your tendency as a player is to relax. Your tendency is to settle. So the mindset of the day, it seems to me, is let's blow them out and let's blow them out by way of three. They didn't necessarily do that in this particular game. They got off to a hot start. What ends up happening is, like you say, in the second quarter, you go one for four. You're two for 14 from two. Like, you're just lucky that Northwestern played just as dismal as you did in the second mm-hmm. quarter because that could have changed things around. This whole game could have been uh, significantly different uh, had that been the case. But the thing that Nebraska benefited from um, – most was bad shooting out of Northwestern. That was the best thing that they had going for them for the most part because Nebraska, I mean, Northwestern took advantage of them 27 points off of turnovers. 27. You were give, you were giving the ball away like free meals down on uh, Skid Row. Sure, <laughs> you, sure. you, you, you were just giving them whatever they wanted, however they wanted, whenever they wanted, because you're almost 30 points, not only in the paint, but 30 points off of turnovers, which is phenomenal. So you have a bad shooting night. That's a way to make it up. But Nebraska did something better this game that they, they've been struggling with. They shot over 75% from the free throw line. They've been struggling at the free throw line. Mm-hmm. Those are situations. That's how you pound a team into submission. You basically continue to go in, you use your bigs, you use Markowski, you continue to feed them, you continue to work inside out, creating a lot of basically scramble situations, drive kick, a lot of extra passes. There should always be pure good shots. It's when you allow teams back in the games is when you're just kind of, you know, getting into a free flow. You think you are you can just take it easy and so, oh, this shot ain't going to matter. And then that's how teams end up getting back into the game. When you look at – pressure like Northwestern put on I think a lot of people's first instinct goes to guard play mm-hmm. and you no know, it's it's on the guards they're the first ones that you want handling the ball they're the ones closer up you trust them with the ball in their hands Nebraska's guards aren't huge right they're pretty average size yeah. Jazz Shelley not super tall Sam Hybe not super tall not not short necessarily yeah. but they're not able to just get that pass in the corner and be taller than the trap to throw it over. And they're not necessarily that much smaller to where they can be quicker. So a lot of it does fall on the guards. And Hybe ends up with six turnovers, uh, Shelly with five, but she also did have seven assists. She's been struggling. This was better. It was Outside of turnovers, it was better. But but her her percentages, I, I... She didn't do a volume shooting night, which is good. Like, I can handle a two-for-nine night, but a two or four-for-17, that's when you get into trouble. That's how you can still win games like this. I mean, you're good players because then you have an efficient this game, Sam Hybe. She's very efficient in this game. Uh, but their turnovers were just terrible. You, you got to really, really be careful about that. Take advantage. You, you, if, you sh- if you reverse that, have higher assist numbers, you get your assists up into the 20, 20, 22 range and your mm-hmm. turnovers overs down you blow this team out there's no problem and you still beat them by a dozen points yeah, even with easy. these issues 
So, yeah. oh, yeah, like you're talking about. I mean, Shelley broke even from three, two of six. I mean, that's the efficient, the absolute baseline of efficiency. But with the turnovers and breaking the press, how important is it for front court players, you know, to make themselves available, not just float down the court and take some of the load off of the guards and handling the ball? Yeah. See, sometimes front court players get stuck in some quicksand, kind of. Like they, mm. they kind of just get to a spot they think they're supposed to be there, but not realizing that. Um, as you move with the zone, you've got to present yourself into a specific. You make it easier for the defense if you're stagnant, if you're you're stuck. You know, if you're not moving, you're not fluid, you're not flowing with with the whole team. It's it's basically it's the same stuff we talked about yesterday with Sam Greasel and Derek Walker. That kind of tandem movement. It's the same thing in press press offenses. If you're not coming to the ball, you're not actively kind of presenting yourself in in areas. <laughs> if you're a guard, you're staying parallel. You're allowing the defense to kind of get him not it's work. Breaking <laughs> press is work. But see, nobody wants to work. They think it's kind of oh, okay, it's cool. We just get by, you know. But it's work cuz you've got to continually be moving back, forward, Drive, re you know, retreat, dribble, pass it back, present, boom, hit, go weak. You got all this stuff you got to do, and if you don't do that, then you're going to cause yourself some problems. You are Nebraska basketball, women's basketball win seventy eight sixty six over Northwestern last night. The Huskers now fourteen and nine overall, six and six in the Big Ten. Northwestern one and eleven. Yeah, not very good. Had to find a way to get it. That's why I'm saying, yeah, you're right. You have to go get this one. If you're trying to put yourself in a continual position, this is this is a quad what four win for them. It's not a mm-hmm. it's not a great win, but it's a win that you need mm-hmm. uh, to keep yourself in because you don't want this quad for a loss. No. That's what you don't want if you're trying to build a resume, right? Um, you would have liked. That's what I'm saying. Some of those games that they let get away, some of those games that they didn't finish. The Iowa's, mm-hmm. you know, some of those games like that. When you don't finish those games off, they can come back and bite you when you get late especially when you get them at home. So mm-hmm. you, you're going to have to you're going to you're going to have to go and do something uh, as you look at their schedule uh, going down. You know, this is one you're coming back home against Illinois. You got to get it. You got to get this home. If you're if you're going to continue to build, then you got to go on the road. Michigan's not going to be easy on the road. You're going to have to play out of your mind. Then you got to go get that one. But you got Iowa coming in your building. That's a quad one victory that you're going to need late. Then you're going to have to win. You know, the, you got good, you got Northwestern at the end. Illinois, again, that's a game, that's a winnable road game. If you can run four out of your last five, one of them being a quad one, you put yourself in a pretty good position, go into the Big, the big Ten tournament um, and try to get a couple. That kind of that, 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 that seasons you a little bit, sprinkles a little season on you a little bit, make you feel good about hopefully getting into the dance. What do you say the odds are? 50-50? Better? That this team's a tournament team? Well, it's going to depend on how they play. Like, right, right now. You look at it right now. They, with their schedule. With their schedule. With their, if they learn from this, this win, because it's got to be a learning curve win for them, right? Mm-hmm. If they learn from this win, you've got to learn how to put teams away. Because if you get Michigan down 10... You better figure out a bury way to them. bury them. Bury you can't them. have turnovers. You can't be taking bad shots. But see, these are that's learning lessons about how do you build and grow leads and not just get a lead and then allow teams back into it, right? Mm-hmm. So the the it's the little things, it's the turnovers, bad free throws, bad shots, you know, all these things, allowing extra uh rebounds and offensive rebounds and, and, and second chance points. All those things are ways that teams get back into it. You gotta figure out how to do that and eliminate that. If they can do that, 
I would say with the teams that they got, boom, one, I'll count that a loss. Wait, 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 let me let me just check the full record right now. They're uh, fourteen and nine. Yep, six okay. and six in the Big Ten. Six and six in the Big Ten. Okay, so boom, yeah, yeah. Okay, bam, one, mm, two, get that one for yeah. If you can win five out of your next seven or six, including including in the a couple Big Ten tournament okay. wins, you win. Seems doable. It's it's doable with their with the teams that they're playing. If you ha- if you get lack if you get lackluster and go out to Minnesota and just think you're going to just show up and you know, you good night you know mm-hmm. have fun with that one you know then you don't want to go to Minnesota take a L and then have to come home with the pre- you want to come pl- feeling good about yourself mm-hmm. getting ready three days later they come in let's go. That's how you want to feel. You don't want to come in and have pressure. Now you gotta you're putting stress and pressure on yourself because you know you need mm-hmm. you gonna need that one. Right. It's a big enough game as it is. You don't need to right. add any more you know pressure by dropping one. Yeah, that you shouldn't. That you shouldn't. So that's the way it's gonna. That's what it's gonna go. They gotta learn lessons from that. And I know Amy Williams and the staff will get them ready. It'll be it'll be up to the ladies to to perform. A little philosophical inside basketball for the Nebraska Hall of Famer, nine year NBA veteran. Why is it that we see, you know, kind of zone presses or even more full court man all the way across the board in college, but not as much in the pros? In the pros, why is it just sometimes you'll get a guy hounding the ball handler, but other than that, there's no, you know, real structured pressure? Because I know the ball handlers are better, but the athletes are better too. You know, try that Patino. Mm. Patino tried to run that in Boston, and here's the problem. It expends a lot of energy, mm-hmm. right? Um, with that expended energy um, in a constant basis or more regular basis outside of trying to get back into the game, so Mm -hmm. forth and so on. So you allow the game to kind of play itself out. You work through a game, you get to a situation, okay, you're down 10, you're going to probably ratchet up the pressure a little bit. You'll probably do a little bit more trapping, a little bit more. uh, You know, if a point guard has been killing you, you might, you know, want to get the ball like out of John Morant's hands or somebody like that. Well, you're just not going to let him beat you. You're going to try to – uh, uh, scheme to another person mm-hmm. like like if you're Golden State you, you're not gonna you're definitely not gonna let Draymond you're not letting Clay just get open for shots and you're, you're gonna at worst case scenario if you're trying to get back into a game you're gonna let Draymond Green right. you, you, so you're gonna scheme to make sure he takes that shot Stephen Clay are beating us Draymond you know I mean? and Wiggins are so those are those are so they don't do it in that method and it's because you're 82 games Got you it. might have four games in, in seven days mm. So you do you want to expend all that energy on some you know super press action or do you want to you know just work at it on rotations and trying to get the ball? They don't they don't rotate and and and, and work as hard as we used to uh, the way I see it. And they play great D, but it, it, well, and then they don't let them be a little bit physical. So you you can't bump True. guys off a little bit like you used mm-hmm. to. Kind of wedge a guy like you used to be able to. You can't do it like that. So it makes it tough. It makes it tough to guard. I I'm gonna be honest. I I wouldn't want to be playing in the day's game. Because my my strength was my physical prowess, mm-hmm. my ability to physically get into you and dominate you with that part of me. Right. But but as much as I had to chase those guys, I wouldn't want to. Sh- I wouldn't want to be chasing freaking uh, Steph Curry all around the place and no. you know all them guys. No, I mean, I had enough. So last week we had a discussion too about just how quick an NBA shot clock goes. Oh, yeah. If if you don't want to press because like you said 82 game schedule 
what about like just like a one, two, two, three quarter court, kind of slow it down? For professionals, that's like, <laughs> that's like um, going, uh, it's not a gimmick. It's just like, um, let me try to give a metaphor. Um, those type of things as a professional, um, you you eat that like you're eating cereal in the morning. Okay. That's like, that's nothing for a professional. Those type of zone actions, guys understand spacing. Guys know where to go. Guys Even know though the how athletes are that you. much better defensively. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that's that's that. Those things are designed to make the shot clock go shorter. That's why you get token pressure. That's why you get right. guys to force because you know you know get Beverly's or Patrick Beverly's those type of guys. Mm-hmm. They hound because they want to shorten the shot clock. It's not designed for steals and, and different things. Like it's gotcha. designed to really shorten it. So guys will throw that out there for that purpose. So now you're working with a 14-second shot clock as opposed to maybe an 18-second. or you know Those extra four seconds mean a lot. They do. We'll keep that conversation going, but with a little different tack. We left off with zone. We'll pick up with maybe the biggest purveyor of the, the zone in the modern college game in Jim Beheim. He had some uh, rather cutting comments about NIL. Uh, as Grandpa Jim back at it again. What do we have to do? We'll get out in just a sec. 